Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I am joined by Joel Sked. Hello. And Robert Bothwick. Hello there. We've been accused recently of being too pro hearts, so I thought I'd address that <laughs> by inviting on two massive jambles. <laughs> and I, I, I was concentrating very hard there not to laugh at my own joke. Very good. Or that I, one. I, 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 I will stutter all the way through. <laughs> You put it on it. That was that was a joke. <laughs> that was part of my joke. It was just too real. No, no. to you. I'm a good actor. Um, I'm a very good actor. That was less believable. And I'll just continue doing just whatever I do because you know no one hates me. I know there's, there's no Robert Skidmark <laughs> style uh, style things going out. So yeah, yeah, the staunchest of all the jabbos got little scot free. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hibs.net are not fans of us. No, I think I mean, some on Hibs.net are. Some, some are. It's, that's probably the, the one club where it's a bit more... Div- I suppose Rangers and Celtic, they, they don't really... T- fans don't tend to listen to us. I just like how they called Duncan a half-hibby. <laughs> that's that's fun. That's amused me most. I actually didn't see them when... Uh, I agreed with the starting part. That's something I need to work on. I understand that. But the second part where he said, and he's, when he starts his way through an uh, um, unfunny story, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. The truth does hurt. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's like a motherfucker. Yeah, I tweeted that when I just put it in my chat. I just posted the picture of the screenshot in my chat, and then my mate Sam just right away was just like, uh, you get used to it, Chaz. It takes several years, but you get used to it. <laughs> uh, right. Let's uh, begin with well, the Scotland squad came out this week, but we've we've talked about Scotland in the past. Not, 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 the three of us actually did it. Uh, not much has changed. We're still rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, still picking a 
national team squad full of players that, if they're not rubbish, don't seem to fit together. You see, when you bring up the Scotland squad, remember this scene in Friends where it's after the one with the jellyfish. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> the one with the jellyfish where uh, they're, they're talking about uh, Joey uh, pissing on Monica's foot. Yes. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> Chandler goes it's like, like they do it he couldn't take the pressure because Joey kept on saying shouting do it do it now it's like I can still hear it in my, in my sleep and he kind of just screams out uh, that's that's how I feel every time Scotland squad's mentioned <laughs> uh, I just want to just want to scream at my oh alright oh, right, sorry sorry yeah right yeah, you didn't tell that story very I well. I did not. I, I realised halfway through that I did not tell that story some, well. Some might, say, some, some might say that you stuttered your way through an unfunny story. <laughs> I don't think I stuttered, but I did get my... You definitely stuttered. I've listened to it back. Like, I might subscribe to that episode then. Those guys know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Anyway. So the only thing we're going to do is talk about the Scotland squad is the fact that the big news was that Alex McLeish brought back Stephen Fletcher in the squad brought back from the wilderness uh, unlike Stephen Naismith though Fletcher hasn't really been in particularly good form so this is not a move that's really kind of boiled the, the Tartan army spirits so we're just going to look at the one thing that Alex McLeish said which was that Stephen Fletcher coming back into the squad is good for the nation so guys with that in mind what else is good for the nation under Alex McLeish's Line of thought there. Uh, Margaret Thatcher rising from her ashy grave. <laughs> wow. I've kind of got similar. I've just got Tories. Yeah. Yeah, that's also fair. Yeah. Joe? More brew dogs. <laughs> oh, God. More brew dogs on like every street corner. <laughs> like they become the new Starbucks. Yeah. They the that's Starbucks. a terrifying thought, to be yes, honest. As And t- Starbucks always had that kind of. Even though they're very mainstream now, they they still had a hipster edge to it. So, but imagine what Brewdog would be like. Yeah, I mean it's insufferable enough yeah. as it is. Um, yeah, no, that that's that sent shivers. They must. I be. seen something on Twitter today that people with Brewdog tattoos get twenty percent off in Brewdog, and uh, an acquaintance of ours replied that, but they're one hundred percent virgin. Yeah. <laughs> imagine getting a Brewdog tattoo. That'd be as bad as getting like a Scottish national team tattoo. <laughs> It's like you need 20% off the hand. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad thing for the nation. 20% off the hand. Gives you a 20% more chance of starting up front for Scotland. <laughs> oh dear. It's also be better than Stephen Fletcher. Yeah. I've got um, good, good for the nation uh, for the ScotRail train uh, timetables to be organised by Shava Laszlo. Yeah. I was just trying to think of a manager who was pretty poor at organising his team this season. There's not really been many standouts, so I went for him. Absolutely fair. There'd, there'd be a lot of. You could also pick him for the Minister of Brevity if that was such a thing. But <laughs> there'd be a lot of trains in the mid uh, middle of the day. The middle day. Yeah. Making sure it's the conductor of all of them. <laughs> uh, also got John Hughes to be the new Minister for Education. <laughs> go sorry. Go go back to the um, the the Shabalaz one. There was a. There used to be a. The guy with the tannoy at Haymarket, he used to just shout at people if they're at the wrong platform, uh, just like really just treat them with such contempt. And I, I think Michael should be good at that that job under Shabba Lazo. So he's just kind of monitoring everything and telling people which platform to go to and just just barking orders at them. You were a big fan of this man's work, weren't you? The, the guy yeah. at Haymarket. The thing is, I never heard him. I just got told about it on various occasions and I really wanted to meet him. <laughs> just clap. <laughs> just clap. Shake his hand as well. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm guessing he would just tell me to fuck off. Possibly. I'm I stayed on ScotRail as well, uh, and for ScotRail to div- diversify and go to a bus service and offer flights. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so, you, so for me, I got a ScotRail bus in Edinburgh, and then I got, um, I don't know, fucking flying from Glasgow. ScotRail train to Glasgow, and then a ScotRail flight to God knows where, because that's where Scot- uh, ScotRail would be sending. For a ScotRail flight to be a representative of its trains, it would have to literally stop in mid-air and like, <laughs> suspended animation. Because I don't want to accuse Scott. Because I don't want to say it, it, the plane would like stop working because then it would crash and everybody would die. Don't want to go that far in ScotRail, it's, 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 but it would have to just like hover there for a good period of time. It's more the there's a lot of issues with signalling failures yeah. recently yeah. so it's more when kind of coming into land and you've got the guys uh, so they're just just buried and you're, just, you're, all over the pl- you're all over the place they're sending you just everywhere they're about to a local car <laughs> I do enjoy the, the chat though it's like you know we're, we're discussing it like what would be the worst social media account to be in charge of in Scotland and I think like you know SFA and SPFL recently obviously they've had massive amount of difficulties but ScotRail have had like an absolute shocker. So they're, they're like, oh yeah, we're improving the network. So one of the new trains was going from Aberdeen to Edinburgh and it broke down on its first trip. And then the day after, another one uh, derailed just outside Stonehaven and then the guy was found out to be steaming, the driver. And it's like, oh, you couldn't have had a worse week, guys. Like, <laughs> rolled out all these great things. Anyway, that's by the way. The thing is, with, with ScotRail, I've seen them try to do... They, they've done patter a couple of times and they've done it well, but they, they kind of need choose when and, uh, when and where to do it i.e. never at the moment because uh, they're making a just a clusterfuck of fuck ups yes what an amazing football podcast this is <laughs> Rob anything else as I said Brexit <laughs> uh, I've got also universal access to Dens Park <laughs> no it's that would be torturous for everybody involved <laughs> You have to go as well. It's mandatory. <laughs> Man, it's like national service. Yeah. You have to go to Dens Park at least twice a season. Aye, or like, like sort of national service sort of thing. Everyone has to have at least one stint in charge of Albion Rovers. <laughs> God. I felt so sad. It's like this thing, big news. Kevin Harper was the first black manager in Scotland now. Yeah. First black manager in years, it must be. The only guy I could think of off the top of my head is, was the Maximo... I can't remember uh, Massimo Maximo the boy was at Livy yeah I'm sure there's been another somebody else since then but I, I can't think of any but it's just so bad it's like hey finally a bit of a diversity black manager oh it's in charge of the worst team in the country <laughs> yeah. to be fair they're only um, despite the fact that his team is full of absolute uh, diddies from um, the kind of like not even good junior teams um there are only two points behind Berwick, so yeah. I've not, not read possible. Joe. I'm not read uh, up on it too much, but what's his background in coaching? What's he been doing, Harper? Why did you think I would? If you hadn't looked up, why would you think I would look up? Because you're playing football. Fucking hell, lads! I thought you may have put it on the side because I tell you did it yesterday. <laughs> no, it was um, oh, done by the people. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's move on. Okay. Right, it's only been one round of fixtures, but... Alfredo Morelos will win Player of the Year. Oh, I've got a different one. With involving Alfredo Morelos? No, involving Player of the Year. No, okay. Okay, give us your case for Morelos. I think now there is a wider acceptance of 
in Scottish football among fans among pundits among um, uninformed journalists that Alfredo Morelos is a truly excellent striker who is deserving of praise rather than snidey articles he I think it goes I think the Probably the biggest turning point was the semi-final against Aberdeen. How much Rangers were just so one-paced and one-dimensional. I think that's a case when Alfredo Morelos doesn't play. You saw how badly he was missed. Uh, and then he comes back in against against St Mirren and um, Hamilton, etc. Et and he is such a focal point for the team. The way they play into him, the ball sticks. He's so good at pinning defenders, turning them, using his body... He is plays on the edge. I think that I think that's what makes him even more uh, fun to watch. You could make the argument that oh, he's going to be disliked, but Scott Brown, you could make the same argument. He won. Uh, he's won Player of the Year. The he started to score more. Uh, started to more, uh, score more consistently. He scored fourteen goals in twenty three games this season. Defenders really do must hate him. I, I think uh, is it Alfie Jones isn't winning uh, centre back. I mean, I reckon I could cause him problems, but uh, he must have been close to tears uh, the way Morelos was just constantly ragdolling him. And again, I think I don't think Rangers would have won that game if it wasn't for Morelos. I think it would have been the case of again against uh, Aberdeen where they would have just huffed and puffed and not scored. He is so crucial. I think Rangers will have to potentially win something. I uh, the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Or put up a good challenge to Celtic to push them uh, onto that onto that level because again there'll be plenty of players Celtic, uh, put up by Celtic, especially the way they've hit their their form domestically. But again, I just I, I just love Morelos and he's really stepped up a level. He I'm, I'm so glad that there was one point he worried that Gerard was going to just go nah. I've, I, I can't really deal with him I, I want to um, build my team around someone else but I'm really glad that uh, Gerard has seen the qualities and, and kind of worked with him he's not chucked him under the bus the way the, the, the same way he has uh, Umar Sadiq but then again Sadiq's shite Mar- Morelos is him yeah I, I think a big thing for Morelos certainly was Gerard from day one uh, just said I'm backing this guy and that that was that I mean there was there was no two ways about it he extended his contract um, put his trust in him played him in the games played in big games, European games, all that kind of stuff, and he rarely ever lets Rangers down. But we have this discussion every single time there's a gap between a Rangers-Celtic game. And we always say, oh, Morelos is dead good, he's great. But then people can't see past the fact that he's not scored against Celtic. Yep. And I mean, yeah, I tell you what, for a Rangers player, for a Rangers striker, certainly looking historically, it's a big thing if you don't score against Celtic. Mm-hmm. It always is. Especially when you've had the chances that he has. But you shouldn't define a player by that. And that's what's still happening to Morelos from corners of the media as well as corners of, uh, of, of the sort of Scottish fan base um, but I totally agree with you I think he's fantastic I think he's shown even more worth now um, in a better team going forward and defensively um, he's, he's, he's the first line of defence He's he works so hard uh, he makes sure that if he is playing up front and if he's just got two guys behind him he's the one doing all the work um, which uh, says how nonsensical that piece from Bill Leckie was. I, I can't remember which game which game was after. I think they, when, when they beat someone at home, could be in Vienna, a home in Europa League. He said he was he was he was lazy. He didn't close down. He's like, what game are you watching? Yeah. He's he's matured greatly this season in terms of he is um, he's, he's perhaps less 
kind of moaning. He's more of a team player, so you can see how happy he is when he's setting up goals now. The way he set up uh, Ryan Kent's goal, again, I think it was Ryan Kent's, against Hearts, yeah. and the way kind of he celebrated, uh, it's, it's not all about him anymore. Yeah. He won't win it. I mean, he won't win it for two reasons. Rob's already mentioned, or kind of alluded to. It, we, yes, I think we're all a little racist in some ways. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to defend myself against that. Okay. Right, why was? Like the list, what are you going to sue me? I mean, can't be bored. You're going to sue me. Ah, that'll be a laugh. <laughs> anyway, who's going to be playing the year? Come on. Um, right, no, I was going to finish my point against Morelos. About Morelos, sorry, not against them. Well, I showing the true colours. Perfect. I'll call it a Sunday at any moment. For two reasons. One, he, as Rob can value to, he will. He'll miss sitters in the games against Celtic. Uh, he's not missed a sitter for a while, actually, but he'll come back. Uh, he'll, he'll miss sitters in games against Celtic. Speculative. He'll get sent off for something daft at some point as well, probably in a big game. Probably while we're talking now as uh, they're playing Spartan. <laughs> he's already, um, <laughs> already kind of let his team down by getting that booking against the air, but there's not really any point in that many missed the semi-final. He's, and these are the kind of things that I completely agree with you that you should look past that, but a lot of people don't, and a lot of footballers don't. It's just very easy. It's very lazy thinking to go. Oh, he misses sitters. He's rubbish. He gets. He's too petulant. He's not a team player. Blah blah blah. But that's what. That's the first thing that springs to people's minds. So, Morelos for that for me won't. He'd have to keep up this form he's in, and I say he'd score a couple of times against Celtic this season, and that's a bit of a big ask. I know, and I know it's against St. Mirren, but I noticed a difference. Uh, in him, in terms of his attitude at the weekend, because the fans were getting on his back, uh, so the Samaritan fans were giving him pelters. He was trying to get roughed up. It was by Ferdinand and Jones. They kind of left, left their foot in, or tried to body him with their uh, shoulder, and he kind of just looked at them as if, say, I'm better than you. Doesn't matter. And he kind of, he, he just looked at St Mirren fans with contempt it was, it was brilliant rather than uh, rather than let them get or the players get into his head and put him off his game so I think even now you can still see him game from game mature him I don't think he'll get uh, another you know, I don't think he'll uh, have a stupid sending off between now and the end of the season Ma- that's a bold claim that's very bold <laughs> that's the only one <laughs> that's my second one <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of the sitter uh, <laughs> possible I think his biggest challenger is Edward. However, I'm going to go for Callum, Callum McGregor will win Players Player of the Year. The reason I'm saying this is because there's... I don't think a lot of people have talked about it quite enough just yet, but I think in the coming weeks this will become more and more of a story how Callum McGregor has replaced Scott Brown at the base of the Celtic midfield and made them better. It made them a more dynamic team, made them a, a team that, that plays the ball quicker, that plays with higher... And, I don't want to say higher intensity because I don't think anybody's got more intensity than Scott Brown, but I think uh, this season, especially, whenever he gets the ball, especially him and Cham together, they kind of slow down Celtics play a lot. They play a lot of sideways passes. They don't really go for the jugular as quickly. They allow opposition teams to set up. McGregor's got. Thanks quicker. Yeah, he thinks quicker. He's got a, bigger, a better range of passing as well, so he can kind of you know, put a ball into the back. Like, get his head up, see the space, see where the weaknesses in the opponents are, and strike quickly. Once that becomes a storyline, if he keeps it up and he, from that position as well, he's not scored many goals so far this season, but we know he is a goal threat. He is somebody as well who, even in that deeper role, will go forward and will contribute to the attack by scoring goals, getting assists. And if this could well snowball as the season goes on, he would need 
Edward, I think, did not finish top goal scorer, which looks likely to happen. But that could happen. I mean, Edward's had injury issues while he's been at Celtic. Not terribly, but he has been. He has missed time. If he goes out, or say Griffiths comes in for even a couple of weeks and is on great form, and Griffiths is undroppable, and the two end up like kind of no Griffiths chance. and Dembele last year. I know, but uh, that could it could happen, and they both end up with like fifteen goals each. That would help his cause. The the thing about McGregor is, I completely agree in terms of the way he plays. There was a, there was a uh, the third goal against. I was writing about today and looking at the the goals Celtic have scored recently. The third goal against Dundee, he was under pressure. He got the ball and. You see when he plays further forward how good it is taking the ball in with his back to goal and kind of turning in one movement. He did that in the centre of the pitch, turned on his left foot and just clipped the ball into the space down the right flank of Dundee. It should allow Tierney to motor on and uh, provide the assist for Forrest. I don't think Brown will do that. Brown, Brown will spin away, but he'll play a safer pass. McGregor is the kind of he, he does that quarterback role really well, but one thing he's got more than Brown is that. But sometimes when you see quarterback, I'm not sure what the the terminology is for it. Sometimes you see a quarterback Maryland pass it; they just go themselves. Scramble, scramble. There you go. McGregor's capable of that. Just taking it, he did it against Hearts on on Saturday, where he I think it was the second half. He almost scored. He just took it and just drove forward, beat a couple of players, and took uh, had a shot. Hearts uh, played against him so badly because they just sat off, and he was just able to come with the ball and just dictate. dictate dictate play I think he has he was able to lead a West Coast offence against the Jambos <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> I think he's finally uh, been recognised as he's, he's developed over the years into from a kind, a kind of uh, squad player somewhere on the fringes to a squad player to a key kind of first team player but I think he's a, a mainstay now he's played 14 of the 16 games for Celtic this yeah, season yeah you wrote an article about him last season where you compared him with John O'Shea and I thought it was very fair at the time but now it's doing him a massive disservice yeah, because I mean, he's still been playing in different positions yeah. this season. He's he's popped up, I think, four or five different positions. However, I would really like to see him, even when Brown gets back, have this run in um, at the at the base midfield. I just think he's the most intelligent player in in Scotland, and it's good for the Scotland national team because there's not really playing him at the base mm-hmm. means he don't have to play Kevin fucking. <laughs> I had to talk about Scotland again, didn't we? And he gives, he offers that. He, he, the more he plays for Celtic, the more he'll give Scotland that balance and balance in midfield. Well, it's not a surprise that um, Brown obviously has had a few injury uh, issues so far this season. Uh, McGregor's come in obviously the last few weeks and, and played that very well. It's not a surprise that Brown's now getting linked with a move away from Celtic, big money move, all that kind of stuff. It was a matter of time. I think obviously two and a half years ago, people were saying Scott Brown's legs are gone. Uh, they now might actually be gone uh, after a little resurgence. He's he's playing. This is so the first two seasons under Rogers. He was roughly playing seventy five uh, passes per ninety minutes. He's playing fourteen less. Uh, so up until now, he's playing sixty one, which yeah. is uh, that is quite a significant drop off. It's not four or five. That's mm-hmm. uh, mass fourteen. <laughs> You've not really said that. Why did you just say mass again? <laughs> I just wanted to emphasise my point. You did it well. Thank you. Rob, what's your uh, first one? Um, so it's only been do you, the first Actually, round. do you have more than one? Because I picked three, but it didn't have to be three. I've got loads. Um, okay. It's only been the first round of fixtures, but St Mirren are irreparably fucked. <laughs> um, I just don't see any way that they are going to finish anything other than bottom, apart from maybe Dundee Football Club. But well, that's why they're not irreparably fucked. <sighs> I still think. Like, even even if they finish in the... From what we've seen in the first round of fixtures, even if they finish in uh, the playoff zone, I still fancy any of the seven championship teams who are fighting for the playoffs 
to go on and beat them. Yeah, that's a fair um, point. I, as I say, I, I think that obviously the <laughs> could you call it the bedding that, that Stubbs made at the start of the season? It's not bedding, is it? I mean, it's basically it's more compost. Like, um, no, I think it's just broken glass. Broken glass. You're just hurting yourself. Uh, it's broken a, glass. It's, is a, right. it's a clotty towel full of holes that a dug is pushed on. Exactly. Well, you, I couldn't have put it better myself, Craig. Fantastic. With a trap should, door underneath. You should laugh at your own jokes more, man. You're funny. Um, <laughs> I think that the, the signs that have come in, um, the fact that they've, they've stumped for Oren Kearney, um, obviously, you know, he did his job in, in Ireland and, and did it well. You know, it, it, there's reasons why you bring him in, but I don't think he's the guy that is going to take them out of the, the quagmire that they find themselves in. Plus, they now can't afford, even if it is going terribly again, you know, he goes 15 games without a win. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to just get rid of him just like that and then get another management team in. For a team like St Mirren, I think, I mean, I don't know the, the inner workings, but I, I just don't think that's possible. And I think that the way they're going, the signings they've got, the the inability to find a defence that works, even with Anton Ferdinand back now, I just don't see it happening. They were an improvement against Rangers, um, no doubt about that, but Rangers are famously bad away from home. You know, It's taken them till late to beat both Hamilton and St Mirren. Um, and you know, a lot of that's put down to fitness, many other things. Um, yeah, I just I don't see a way that they're going to crawl out of where they are. Looking back on it, plus if like Dundee aren't that bad that they'll lose points unless they go into administration again. But I, yeah, <laughs> there's always a chance. <laughs> Looking back on it, Oren Kearney, the he was one of the I think he was on the shortlist when the appointment Stubbs in the summer. So then to see how much Stubbs fucked up. And then, so, so basically, St. Mirren have got a complete mess that needs to sort, sort out. It was a risk to take someone who's a part time manager with no experience in Scottish football. He can appreciate it because the kind of thinking outside the box that he's, he's come off a good rep, reputation. Yeah. However, it's, you're, you're putting them in a difficult position because, they, again, the, the team was an absolute mess. It's still, it, it looks. It still it looks a little bit better than with the stubs, but it's still not good enough to uh, to move up from that. I think eleven spot again. Dundee are a massive uh, massive boost for them. It would have been very hard for it not to be an improvement on stubs. Joel, have you got a second one, or was it just Morelos? No, I've got, get... I've got I've got three. Okay, so my second one kind of links uh, to Rob because I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee. Uh, sorry. What's what's the feature called again? I it's only been one round of fixtures, but <laughs> St Mirren and Mass fourteen points. <laughs> St Mirren and Dundee will have three managers this season. Oh wow, wow. both of them! Oh wow, especially I've, I've got Dundee, but the more he, it's not a bad shout to be fair. I, I, I only not not down Dundee, but the more he, uh, the more uh, Rob spoke uh, spoke about St Mirren, I think that's a good chance as well. Dundee, watch they've. Just need to listen to Gary or just read his. Uh, I don't know if he's still alive. I've been watching all that for, uh, shite football. Uh, they've got worse, and Jim McIntyre. He looks like he's aged about twenty five years. It looks like the Nazis and Indiana Jones when they melt, but in slow mo. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what that's what it's like. It's like day by day, he's just getting more and more gone, and eventually his eyes will fall out. Um, no, he doesn't look. Well, or happy, um, but he has said himself, and you've, obviously it's easy to say that when things are going badly. But he said, you know, things are going to be tough for a while, and I think it was clear that he inherited a mess. That does that mean that the like. Holy Grail is Sophie and Musa? Yes, <laughs> yes, it does, Craig. Laugh at your own joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, he 
he did take on um, a mess that Neil McCann left and that was always going to be tough and it does take time when you come in as a new manager in the middle of a season or you know with a quarter of the season um, gone it's tough to impart your message upon the players I get that I think that McIntyre obviously wasn't a happy end to his time at Ross County but prior to that Prior to that, you know, he did prove that he could take a team from the bottom of the table and, and make them into a solid squad. Um, he did that with County. You know, the County were 14 games without a win at one stage and then he brought them up and they basically finished top six. He does know how to get teams playing like that and I think that should give him more time than Neil McCann got to sort it out. Oh well, yeah, it, um, I agree with that, but I just think he's had a... You talked about the un, kind of unhappy ending to his Ross County uh, career. It's been an unhappy start, not just not just the, the, the results, but the, the Billy, Billy Dodds yeah. fiasco. Where I just think, rather than Dundee getting rid of him, I think Jim McIntyre might get to um, get rid of Dundee. Yeah, get rid of Dundee. <laughs> I mean, he's signing like Martin Woods. Dearie me. One, one thing as well to add to that is that Dundee, did he not the, see him at Park the Dundee board are terrified of going down. They really don't want to be relegated because they obviously want the new stadium. And we stuff. look forward to them charging thirty pound to watch our bro <laughs> at Dens Park. So they might they might panic if it's towards the end of the season and they think somebody could come in and give them a boost. Yeah, and obviously some mum as well. Problems well documented. Can I say who I reckon will be the the man who will finish manager? Jockey Scott. Jockey Scott for Dundee. Tony Fitzpatrick at Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Leading them to a top yeah. four finish. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tony. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been indulging a bit of Schadenfreude for some of them this season. I quite liked that they won the league last year, but just as soon as they came out with this top four push, I was like, I really hope they struggle. Only one and man came out with the top. It wasn't like the club was like, we are top four. Like, well, come on. That's what you do in football. You, you assign. The actions of one man for the for, for what that's sorry, the sorry, I thought we were football fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, aye. Uh, there are worst examples of that uh, in Scottish football this week, yes. and we shall not talk about that. Yep. Rob, next one. Uh, Dundee are irreparably fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have that written down. I just thought it might be funny. Um, no, I've got Park Thistle will be a championship side for a couple of years at least. That's a bold statement because then they look like they might drop into League One. That's very true. I don't think they're that bad. Um, yeah, I, I think that they are in some serious trouble uh, down in the championship. Obviously, they got cuffed again at the weekend. Um, new manager bounced non-existent. Gary Caldwell not had the happiest of starts. Um, and it's just seemed to be since the summer, um, you know, the, the right Archie's staying. Okay, I mean... It's, it, Go ahead with that Thistle Let's let's see how that goes We've signed Koulibaly You can't play for you You fucking idiot It's like everyone knows that What are you playing at? And just various other things And then the season started And then the losses started coming in They had that uh, English boy On loan um, Scored a screamer in one game And then got his loan cancelled Without playing another minute basically uh, A couple of weeks later It's just been Bad recruitment It's been bad decisions At board level uh, and they're they're feeling it now, and I think they'll feel it for, as I say, um, a couple of years. I think that I think a couple of years is kind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it probably is. Um, you're naturally a second tier club. I disagree with that now. I think I, 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 I'd like them as a, a Premiership club, but have they been there that that long for us to say? No, but the not, yeah, size I, of club they are, they probably should be. I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think they are a second tier club. Um, I think if you look at infrastructure, stadium, um, support base that is there, um, you look at 
I know decisions at board level haven't been the best with keeping Archibald for as long as they did, but generally uh, the boardroom have got their, their heads screwed on a wee bit. I, I just, yeah, I, I think that they are a top flight club. But if you're, the, if you're looking at it, it, back in from the Euro Millionaires, yeah, yeah, obviously there's that the Thistlewear Academy, all that stuff. I um, can't fork out Dunfermline and Dundee United. I don't know. Oh yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm not sure that that Falkirk. Yeah, Falkirk. No, Falkirk's about the same. Falkirk and Paris Thistle, similar size clubs. I would have Thistle ahead of Falkirk. Four thousand odd crowd. They've both got three stands. Well, there you go. Why would you have Falkirk above Paris Thistle? What's wrong with you? They, for my time sport hearts, I think they've been in the top flight more than. Aye, but it's not all about you, Joe. And <laughs> my life is. No, I, yeah, no, I completely disagree with that. I think Thistle are a, a bigger team than uh, than Falkirk. Right, I've got a boring one. Celtic will win the league by at least fifteen points. Oh, next, everyone else is too flaky except Hearts who don't have any players left. <laughs> next, I just, I'm just, I'm just taking that in. Disagree. Really? Why? State your case. I st- good, good case. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Joke. <laughs> right, what's your next one? <laughs> Jim Trainer will charge onto the pitch to confront Willie Cole. <laughs> Sorry, define charge. Waddle. <laughs> be um, rolled. Yeah, uh, he may be in a wheelbarrow as a boy. Angrily put Dick it's, Campbell still. Can you remember last season in the Greek, I think it's the Greek Super League, uh, this thing was a uh, Palk chairman uh, charged on uh, the ref with a pistol I don't think trainer will go that far there was a pistol tucked into his belt or something was it like I'm sure he had like a a, A holster a holster every time I see a picture of Jim trainer I swear it's drawn like no one looks like that like it can't be real He's a ridiculous human being, and I reckon if he was to go on the pitch, he'd be on a fucking hovercraft or something. It would be something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> can I just say something about the incident just to clear the, it up? Sorry, the the, the grandma. I am Rudd, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify, that incident that happened in Greece because I saw, I heard a lot of people saying like t- retelling the story wrongly, and it just annoyed me. That costs uh, Pauk the league in the sense that they were deducted points, Punch, yeah. and then that handed the the title to. Who've won the title? Panathinaikos. Um, Athens. Oh, uh, Athens. So that, yeah, so of course because they beat Celtic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that handed the title to them, but Athens still would have probably won the title anyway. They won it by like eight points or something. So it wasn't like the last day of the season. It wasn't that they were going to win the title until their mad chairman stormed onto the pitch with a pistol. But it'd be magic if that happened. Right? Yeah. Jim Trainer cost Ranger the title. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shoot Willie Cole they're four points ahead last year how funny we just switching on and there's a trainer uh, trying to trying to trace after Willie Cole on the Ibrox pitch right I've got a more boring one uh, Hibs will definitely finish top four and it'll be them and Hearts battling for and I've got written down here third slash second because I've still not figured out Rangers yet I don't think anyone's figured out Rangers yet no um, yeah I think that's absolutely reasoned I think uh, that's fine. Hibs are winter is coming, and I think Hibs are coming. Despite their poor result of the weekend and they've been pretty poor their last two games, the fact that they're still what well, they're in sixth position right now, but they're only three points behind Kilmarnock in fourth. They're eight behind Hearts, but they have a game in hand over both. Hibs haven't found the right formula. Lynn hasn't found the right formula yet for Definitely that team. Not. There's a lot of talented players in the squad. I think once he figures it out, and I think with Neil, with other managers, you would maybe say, oh, "He's a diddy, he'll no figure it out." Uh, but I think with Lennon, you would imagine that he will at some point. Look at the way, look, look at the way he figured out last season. Uh, 
they started the season the first half of the season was, was decent and then he he recognised what they need what they don't need i.e. Anthony Stokes they brought uh, so they, they recruited Simon Murray something that they've, they've done well under Lennon and I think it's George Craig is the uh, football operations director they've, they've done really well as recruit they built that 3 5 I don't think Lennon's too keen on it because he's uh, he's he switched between that uh, he's, he switched between the back three and back four but mainly it's back four however he's not had the consistency of selection just with the like suspensions or, 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 or injuries once that once they can move Milligan back into midfield I think that'll be a massive boost because Bartley was fantastic against uh, St. Johnson breaking up play but he's very limited in midfield and it's, yeah, it's, he's, he's only they really couldn't, they couldn't dominate the ball the, with the way they wanted to in terms of um, progressing the play forward they were really flat as uh, Parker said after the game and just dull to watch which is, is unlike Hibs under Lennon I, no, I totally agree I, I think that what he does have with the midfield options he has with a fully fit back line is a very versatile midfield so you can play certain teams at certain mm-hmm. games so you, you saw against Hearts in the Derby played a diamond they made it very stodgy they made it I mean they gave Peter Haring uh, sorry not Haring he was up front they gave Ollie Lee and Ollie Bosnich no time on the ball whatsoever they can play that sort of like pressing game that's why Bartley was in there from the start in that game um, but you see them against Hamilton and they knocked six goals past them they played free flowing football Stevie Mallon Emerson Hindman absolutely unplayable superb and it, he has the options there to make it a very versatile midfield I think there's no doubt in my mind that Hibs will be top four I think um, with the players coming back Hanlon's just back uh, obviously McGregor's been working his way back to fitness uh, you've got Jamie McLaren uh, again another not, one not being able to play him and uh, Canberry together Ex- exactly him and Canberry if they're going 3-5-2 with Martin Boyle right wing back I mean that is that's a very dangerous um, sort of right side to the midfield and centre forward partnership um, sort of not partnership there's more two players there but you, you know what I'm saying they've got Malin they've got Hindman they've got the guys who can sort of facilitate the attacking movement as well and I, I think that yeah I mean Hibs you say winter is coming you're spot on Hibs are going to be a lot better a lot better prospect now they've got these players coming back and as you say we saw it last winter um, they were able to bring in these players in January that really solidified their efforts towards the top of the table I don't see why that wouldn't happen again um, I do Stephen Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> if Hibs finish second and Stephen Whitaker, I think he, he must have made at least a dozen appearances so far maybe more and he he makes 20 appearances for the season and they finish second Neil Lennon deserves uh, manager of the year and possibly FIFA coach of the year because he is fucking woeful he is really every, bad now, every yeah. time I've been Easter Road the, the fan reaction is just every time he gets a ball he, mis, he miscontrols it he crossed the ball out the pitch four times against St Johnson I think it was uh, I think I just stopped, I stopped counting it's, it's kind of flown under the radar how bad a signing that was last summer to give him a three year deal as well so honor. close to signing for Hearts oh god yeah. just drop him out <laughs> so that would have been Catherine trying to sign him uh, yeah, horrid <laughs> man. At the same time, we're trying to get a laugh at you. There was chat about Whitaker coming to Hearts, and we'd offered him a deal and all this kind of stuff, and then he popped up with a hip scarf, and there was a sort of way. Like, that's not the worst thing on it. <laughs> that's that's, that's possibly another shout. Um, it's only been one round of fixtures, but Hearts selling Kyle Lafferty was a masterstroke. It looks a bit bad at the moment when I say that because uh, we've got, no players up front. We've got <laughs> zero strikers. <laughs> However, he's he's, he's done fuck all. Yeah, he has. He's been sending pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of have to say allegedly there? No. Um, I think uh, with Lafferty Rangers, it might end up being similar to his first spell there, uh, whereby he is not a first choice striker, but he comes in and scores 
Um, does score regularly yeah, it's, many it's, plays. He scored twice in, against Mullerwell. He scored away to Villarreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that Kyle Lafferty will always be a player for the big occasion. He will always be the player for when the chips are down. Bring Lafferty on, he's going to give you all the effort on earth, and he has definitely has the knack of scoring the goal as well. And yeah, you saw it in his first spell at Rangers. Between March and the end of the season, he is untouchable. <laughs> he's so good at scoring goals. Did that first time around, don't see why it wouldn't happen this time as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think genuinely Hart's fairly vindicated. Uh, much more of a goal threat now, not relying on one guy, relying on more of a, a team effort up front. Um, yeah, I, I think that's totally fair. Rob, what, uh, what is your last one? Um, I've scrolled past it, so it's probably shite. <laughs> okay. Just leave it. Well, I've been, while we've been talking, I've been thinking about your 15 points with Celtic. Uh-huh. And I'm coming round to it. Just because <laughs> we've now spoken about the other Funny team. that, the best team in the league might win the league by some distance. No, it's, it's just just going through their team, I think. Because I, I wanted to say that I can see another kind of barren spell for them, barren spell for Celtic mm. around the corner. But I think they'll, looking at it, they'll probably strengthen in January. Benkovic. Well, no, I'm, I was actually going to say that. The funny thing about the Celtic, the current makeup of the Celtic right now with the relationship between Rodgers and the board and how they identify players and try to sign players, etc. Usually when you're in a title race with, like, this is what you always say. If you're in a title race with Rangers and Celtic, the massive disadvantage is once you get to January, they can spend money that you can't. I think for, for Hearts, if there is any, for Hearts or anybody else that has aspirations of winning the title this year, the hope is that Celtic get to January and they all go to meltdown again because the, the targets identified don't get signed and Rodgers starts dropping and the players get all disillusioned and Bayat wants to leave and Cham wants to leave and then it takes them a couple of months to recover. I wonder if January transfer window might be the best thing for Hearts title challenge. But at, at the moment, <laughs> do they possibly need another striker? But they don't need at this point in time. They probably don't need to as much as they did in, in the summer. Just the way that the seasons transpired. Yeah. They're probably better Europe, so they can just concentrate on domestic form. They've got a good enough team. To Even then, do you really need another striker if Griffiths gets fit? Yeah, I, 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 I think Griffiths is finished. That's a bowl. He's only like twenty. Twenty eight. Yeah. Same as it. He just near me. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Did he just scrub that out? No, no, that's staying in, so everyone has to know just what sort of person you are. Right, we probably don't have enough time. We've compiled two top five lists of managers, but we probably don't have enough time for both. Now, let's do both. We don't have enough time, Rob. Let's do it. We could keep it, give it to the guys from Monday's Patreon. Nah, throw caution at the wind. (laughs) (laughs) You really wanted to. But we pick one of the two. Oh. Jesus. Joe, which one should we do? Both because I've done both. No, come on. <laughs> come right, on. Listeners, we're doing both. We could record one as a Patreon and then we could just fling that in as an extra. Right, so which one are we doing on the live show? Killjoy. Uh, Favourite. Okay, so top five most liked managers in Scottish football right now. Who have we got at number five? At number five, I didn't do it in any discernible order. No, I, right. I, I didn't I've, off, I've, off, I've done it in five ways. Okay, we'll, we'll, we can start first and you can have a wee look at yours. And sure, yeah, I'll, I'll order it. I got Ian McCall at number five. All right, okay. I would like that, but it appears in sports thing. This, this is partly, um, this is mainly my reason for for including him. Oh, well. Is that I think it says a lot about uh, just just a person in general. That if you disagree with a lot of what they say, uh, which I t- can I tend to do when he's on Sports Sound, but come out of the finished list of Sports Sound and 
just think I enjoyed listening to him. Mm-hmm. He puts across his he puts across his uh, points bullishly, uh, but but well, he d- d- doesn't doesn't kind of he doesn't mix his words. He's he's straightforward. He's got a very dry sense of humour. I think he's just quite likable. Could go for a pint with him. He does scare me though. And he, who's the um, who's the present now? Uh, Daryl Curry. David Curry. Is it David Curry? David Curry. David Curry. Daryl Curry. Curry's BT. Oh yeah, of course. David, he does not like him, and it's it's funny that we he just he just constantly jibes him. I like that dynamic in shows though. That's good, especially in podcasts. We just jibe at the host. Yeah. Specky. <laughs> you got shy. And the fact that it's <laughs> it's. It's great to see <clears throat> the way they've came up and the definitely everybody there. Sorry. The, the football, the football they played for air top of the league as well. He's, he's, he's made a great start. So yeah, put Ian McCall at number five, and he killed a seagull. <laughs> yeah, he did. He uh, bored a seagull to death. That's fair. Um, so I mean, Joel's going for favourites here. I'm, I'm mine's is more of a piss boiling five. Um, that's fine because that's that's my favourite kind of manager. The, the kind that really makes people angry but you know those who are, are with him love him uh, having said that number five for me is Ray McKinnon <laughs> um, just because well, I don't know I, I appreciate the fact that he's got zero loyalty in a way like I, I actually quite like that he doesn't really care about the teams that he's managing so first of all Breakin and I was like right you've done a great job there Wraith Rovers <laughs> see you later Breakin fuck yous Wraith Rovers to Dundee United and I was like ah gee, I got used to it right, see you later anyway have a good one Obviously, Dundee United didn't go his way, but then he went to Morton. Uh, and obviously, we know what happened with that. Judas, all that kind of stuff. I was like, that's the scenes you like to see. I'm absolutely all for it. And none of that would have happened if it wasn't for Ray McKinnon. Um, having said that, he does now manage Falkirk. One of the biggest teams in the country. No time for them. At, at number five, I've got Martin Cannon. Because I just feel sorry for him. <laughs> just want to give him like a cuddle. Feel sorry for him. The guy should have been fucking manager of the year for the last two years. <laughs> exactly. An incredible yeah. job. And everybody's still. Um, and nobody really gives him any credit and his fans hate him and slag him all the time I think Martin Cannon would give a good cuddle as well yeah yeah very broad, broad, broad yeah. Shoulders, a wee yeah. bit of a lovely smile really? you see that in all the signing pictures he's got that big oh, yeah. fucking grin <laughs> he looks delighted when he's just signing shit it looks, like, it looks like he's just seen Toy Story for the first time he's like, you know. just signed his boy from altering him on a six year deal <laughs> released after three games Love it. Right, number four. Sir Robbie Nielsen. I thought about including Robbie, but I didn't want to go too harsh on this list. I like Robbie, but nah, he's not on the list. I am a huge fan of him. I understood his limitations as a player, but I still liked him. His manager really enjoyed, especially the first season under him. That was one of my favourite seasons, that championship season. Watching the football. The... The way it ended, I can understand it was probably the, the time for him to go. Just not because there was there was no chance of uh, developing under Nielsen at Hearts. It was because the relationship between him and the uh, fans. It's because he won him the Scottish Cup, Joe. Yeah, that is a big a big stain on. Uh, I, I like Robbie Nielsen. I don't love him uh, because of that. It's great to see that he's hit the ground running at Dundee United, and I, I just, I just really like him. Even though he is, uh, he is a liar when he comes to the press conference. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. He's a liar all the time. <laughs> he's frustrating as fuck. He's have Brendan Rodgers run for his money. Um, I was at uh, Dunfermline Dundee United a few a couple weeks ago, and uh, afterwards Robbie came in, 
and I had to kind of stand behind Robbie's kind of the setup there. You don't really kind of manager standing, just everybody kind of huddles around the manager. Mm-hmm. So I stand like kind of behind him, just to the side, about a yard away from him. It's just very, very tempted just to lean in and smell his hair. <laughs> <laughs> did he remember you? Come on! Did you re- did he remember you? I don't think he saw me because right. I was behind him. Because I I bumped into my uh, I bumped into my game and he remembered me from the. He probably more remember me for asking him questions in other press conferences right. rather than that interview with him with him years ago. And he compared me to Neil McFarlane because of the hairline. Yep. I won't hold that against him because it's true. It's absolutely spot. I've never seen that likeness before, by the way. Oh shit! There you go. There we go. Adults. Another one. Right, at number four I've got James McDonough. It's just personal Edinburgh reasons. City. Manager of Edinburgh City, oh, yeah. my local club. Uh, turned him into a side. Oh, wank. <laughs> what? My local club. But fucking, you can see the ground for here. Patch him so. <laughs> Aye, but then on the league. Alright. Anyway, continue. Anyway, yeah, turned him from last season, even after he came in, they're still a bit uh, shaky. Obviously, the squad just wasn't quite good enough. Um, they were kind of flirting. It was a, there was a period where you thought they might finish bottom, but thankfully Cowdenbeath were just that bad that, that soon went away, but they were still terrible for a lot of the season. Ninth place for a lot of it. Uh, but the transformation this campaign is incredible. And they were top of the league. They lost at the weekend, 1-0 at home to Clyde. Uh, so they'll be knocked off top spot now by Peterhead. But there's only a point behind, and it would be great if... In my city, could like get promoted and win the title, and then League One football across the road. Get to see, you know, Falkirk next season. <laughs> he, nice. Uh, the, the transformation he's he's had at Edinburgh City is fantastic. He's, he's, he's always been well, highly regarded. Yes, since his yeah. time at Hibs. Oh yeah, it's very very highly thought of at Hibs. So a lot of Hibs fans are kind of paying some attention because yeah. yeah. Anyway, and Possible also, future house manager if he yeah. if he does he'd have to move up another level I would ah, say he'd have to keep making steps or do absolutely amazing at Edinburgh City like back to back promotions oh yeah then they might take a chance also Edinburgh City just, uh, just a plug season ticket holders at Hearts and Hibs get discount when they go to Edinburgh City there you go go along ok it's a nice area too yeah, I will and afterwards pan, pan fillers windows it that's what we do <laughs> Go along, it's a nice area, just don't go any further, further west. Or yeah. north. No, no. <laughs> yeah, or north. Right. Uh, num- oh, sorry, Rob, number four. Tommy Knight. He does boil people's piss. Ah, he does, he does, he's very good at it. I, I just think that he quietly goes about boiling piss. Um, also, <laughs> does it make a little racket in the nah, kitchen? No, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, and he just he just sort of quietly does it. Like, occasionally just when shaking someone's hand, and you can see the reaction, they're like, what the fuck did he just say? And I couldn't make it out, but I'm annoyed. Um, yeah, I'm not starting because he's huge. Also, 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 did you see, also, did you see the pictures of Tommy Wright and Neil Lennon shaking hands at, uh, before the Hibs and Johnson game, and Lennon's having a hearty laugh? And I'm just like looking at the sort of saying, I bet you Tommy Wright said something that was vaguely sectarian. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Just, just like his pal thing, like, like as you would take the piss out of something. Yeah. Like you used to with me, like specs, kind of like, oh, you specky cunt. I bet you done something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Use, so. Using a word you shouldn't use against a Catholic. No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, but no, I've just got a lot of that. Time for Tommy Wright. Generally, mm-hmm. he does just quietly go go about his business. Um, every time St Johnston gets shouted down, they get put down. And people are saying, "Ah, you know, this is the year." You know, Wright's lost it. He doesn't. He, he comes back, and he's still getting good results with the St Johnston team uh, in the top six from now. 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I've just I've always admired them a wee bit. And when heart shops have come up in the past, maybe not in the last year or so, but before that, I've always thought Tommy Wright. I'd I'd like to see him. Is is that sort of stoic sort of hearts character about him? But other than that, at St Johnson. He's done a wonderful job, continues to do a good job. Plus, his uh, fallout with Neil McCann last year was absolutely prime time. Oh, brilliant. Imagine, time. imagine Craig Levine as director of football and Tommy Ray as head coach. I, I know it wouldn't work, but the amount of uh, the amount of piss boiling they would do as a duo. Nobody would mess with you, eh? Like, they wouldn't come looking for your lunch, man. <laughs> right, number three. Dick Campbell. Dick Campbell. I've got Dick Campbell as well. Oh I, think, I think our top three is going to be obviously. I would say so. Yeah, no, I think so. Dick Campbell, I, I don't need to say anything about Dick Campbell. What a wonderful man. I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, he, he is, earlier this year and he's, he's as good in person as he is in interviews. According to, I've never seen this myself and I don't think a lot of the press would have, but um, from people who t- tell stories about Dick Campbell, he uses the word cunt the same way most people would use the word the. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I've also got a lot of time for his brother. Who seems like a sort of happier, smaller version, <laughs> like a Russian doll situation. Right? It's like the, the the one on top is a bit grumpy. You, you take it off, and that one's really smiley and a lot smaller. Um, yeah, he's meltdowns at referees over the past couple of seasons. Absolutely, unbelievable. Storming, storming onto, uh, storming on the pitch, and the uh, was it the Ray Rovers one, the most most recent one. To, to still have that appetite after I think it's, he's managed over 1200 games is, is incredible uh, it might be petulant it might be childish but fuck me it's funny Yeah. he f- for me story of him quitting counting beef because someone keyed his car is, is always high up there as is a story Danny Denham told us about um, him and Kane Hester which I don't think I can tell on on, on the podcast tease. yeah I know fuck yous uh, <laughs> It's absolutely fantastic. He's he's quite the character. He may have got caught singing loyalist songs in a bar in Tenerife or somewhere, uh, but he's recovered from that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's still going strong. <laughs> Number two, I've got minor joint first, minor joint top. I've not done a, a two and one. We we all know who the top two yeah, are. Yeah, I, I think I could. I think I could have uh, put a, a joint first, but my heart's biased. Uh, one over and Neil Lennon second. Yeah, me too. Nah, not at all. Uh, Lennon and Levine are joint top for me. No they one... are they are masters at their art, and I'm not talking about football <laughs> management here. They're so good at playing the media, uh, at playing each other, playing opposition managers, opposition like it's it's all about the game for me here. And as I say, I'm not talking about football. They're so good at it. Lennon is is just a master. I just think uh, Levine's slightly funnier. Mm. Um, I'm going to say slightly, probably a lot funnier. I don't know. Uh, he's he's more dry in what he says, certainly. Uh, yeah, but we're, he's, but we're, he's more subtle. Well, uh, like subtle, maybe you'd say whatever. But Lennon, for instance, was funny when he done the aeroplane against Rangers. Yeah, yeah that, 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 if he yeah. supported anybody else, perhaps that's funny it. when he done the calm down. His, yeah, he's, 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 his his wind ups are far more boisterous and in your face. The I mean, like the aeroplane, superb. The jest, the calm down to hearts, fantastic. What even was what's even better is that the coin. I don't think he had to go down there. I don't think a coin knocks you down. No. However, he spotted an opportunity to hit the deck and by God he took it. I would have, been, I would have done the exact same in that position. That, exact that's, same. That's exactly it. Yeah, I, there's no doubt the coin hit his face. Uh, there's no doubt that it shouldn't have Well, you say that about everybody claiming that it hit his chest. It chest. absolutely did not hit his chest. Either way, it it's, it's impossible I got to tell when everybody obviously takes the footage and sees what they want to if see. If you see the, the, the sort of high-res, slow-mo version, it hits him on the face, comes down, bounces, bounces down, down his chest. Either but way, you took the opportunity. 
I don't think he had to go down, but you're right, he did, and and it's that sort of thing. I would have judged him for not going down. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I just think that the two of them as a, a duo, and I know that behind closed doors, behind it all, they do get on quite get, well as yeah, well, yeah. and you can tell, you can see why, because they're very, they are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, for me, like where where Levine's got the the off the cuff humour. Uh, Lennon's got the passion and he's 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 got the shout downs, he's got the put downs, he's got all that I, I'm just imagining them like messaging each other after them being going back and forth in the media. That's Natural what, order, you prick. That, that's what I mean, I think that was orchestrated. Like honestly, I think the the, the whole fallout coming out with that, I, I think it was all it was all done in good jest by them, but it was done to whip up both sets of fans. Couple and the football between the two teams is consistently shite, but they are more than making up for it for their off the field shenanigans. Oh, in, t- in terms of uh, Craig and I, uh, semi-privileged position to be covered in kind of Scotsman even news. Their press conferences, mm. there's all, always something decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comes out of it, um, which is which is great. One thing, two things I'll say about Lennon is that he goes out in Edinburgh and and goes for drinks. Yeah, I like just just even though the amount of trouble he's had, the amount of uh, poison that's been kind mm-hmm. of sung and set at him, he's still. He still goes out there and tries to live his life. Secondly, I I've said it before, but I just find him a really interesting, engaging, um, albeit complex character. I just think I just think he's fascinating. I really like him. Probably, I think we're in the minority of Hearts fans who have uh, um, strong feelings, positive feelings uh, towards Lennon. Yeah, but I, I, I don't make no, no apologies. I, 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 I couldn't care less. I. I, I... <laughs> Make no apology um, for liking Lennon, and and like you say, he does go out for drinks. He meets folk um, sometimes that that is to his detriment because there are arseholes yeah. out there who can't see past football. He's wearing um, sometimes. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I've never heard. Uh, arseholes. Never met him myself, um, same as Levine. But for both, I've never really heard anyone say a bad word about either of them. Both really sort of sound, happy to talk about well, football. Michael Stewart, but Melder is Michael Stewart. Um, but then also, sort of cap it off. From a football point of view, they're both proving their worth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Levina's done an incredible job to turn it around from what he did, and Lennon, as I, I said on the last podcast I was on, has been a consistent upward trajectory with him at Hibs. Wee bit of a stumble in the early point of this season, but I still can I still see that going higher and higher. They're both doing great. Right, we'll have to wrap up there. We've gone well over time. If you'd like to continue listening to us, go over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast where for $2 a month you can listen to loads of extra content and we've got quite a lot left still to do today. So make sure to do that right now. Guys, just say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Really, Cutty didn't get to speak more about Craig Levine. Sports Social Podcast Network.